It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, Phil Lindsay. Welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast with an impromptu, very late, coming up on midnight podcast to celebrate... <laughs> Uh, to be honest with you, Paddy, to celebrate a pretty momentous um, afternoon's football for Aston Villa Football Club, especially the Aston Villa Academy, winning the FA Youth Cup for the first time in, I think they said, was it 19 years? 19 you know, years, yeah. 19 years, and then 1980 was just was the last time before that, and then 72 um, before that as well. So these aren't, this isn't something that comes along too often, and, and you know, it's it, it's definitely something that we want to highlight and we want to you know, I suppose the, we want to commemorate the fact that we went out there and absolutely played some of the best football on television that you will see in that first half. Absolutely fantastic. And just tip my hat to every single Aston Villa football player, Aston Villa player, everybody um, associated with the academy, everybody associated with that team, the team is below that's been with these guys since, you know, the fir- very first moment they st- stepped into Baltimore Heat. And it's just so, such a fantastic way to end the season with, with, with a massive high hopes that this gives us. Isn't that right, Paddy? Absolutely. And uh, I think it would have been remiss of us not to, not to mark it with a pod tonight because we've been, we've been, uh, preaching to everybody about how good this group of players are mm. all season and <clears throat> they've topped it off with a, a remarkable um, achievement at the end and as you say it's 19 years since they won the Youth Cup with the, the Moore brothers and Liam Ridgewell and a few others mm. <clears throat> um, I think I think these guys have potential to to even eclipse what, what some of the players did in that squad They've just they've just been incredible. It was a, it was a joy to watch. I actually watched the first half of the game with a smile on my face because just it was like it was like watching a, a group of kids in the park, um, playing end to end stuff. 
only our defense was magic for the first half, but we uh, made a few mistakes as the game went on. And that's with all the nervous tiredness that was in there, that was bound to happen as well. Yeah, white line fever like that's that's more that that's something that you see is more prevalent in younger players, regardless of the sport. Anyway, that's what they call it. You know, when you course, get yeah. to that finish line, you know that you begin to start to tighten up. We've all seen it, whether it be in a tennis match, snooker match, a darts match. You know, usually one of uh, single player sports you see it, but you also see it in teams as well. You know, especially in football games. So um, it's like it's a real credit to these kids the fact that. They came out the other side shining against a much vaulted Liverpool team, you know. And um, there's like even uh, we we will get to the football because the football was just absolutely fantastic. But like the just the, the mannerism, the carry, the way that these kids carried themselves afterwards. You know, you hear Arjun Recky speak afterwards, getting his man a match award. Seem he spoke spoke like a seasoned pro, you know, just real down to earth, yeah. honest to goodness guy. Um, he's very mature looking. He's even on the field, the way he plays is mature. He's got a great maturity about it, about his play. Um, I know it was a couple of weeks ago, maybe about seven or eight weeks ago, that uh, I watched the game and he played in, and I, he he was played more on the wing, a small bit more on the wing. I think it was for the twenty threes, and I saw him and I went, "Whoa, this guy has got an." He's just got an unbelievable choice of pass. Mm. Is what I would what I would determine it as, and and, and even from we, when I saw him at the start of the season, he's even bulked up a small bit. Then I've mentioned that numerous times, and you know he really just bossed that game there tonight and played at a nice nonchalant pace. And himself and Carney Chukwuenka, you know, just did their thing in the middle of the field there, and Hayden Lindley just cleaned it up at the back and kind of sat inside there in that pivot place for Bogard and Swinkles to give the ball to him and. Just really, really great stuff, you know, the way that midfield played. But hats off to to Arjun Recky, you know, he was fantastic today, and uh, and um, it was because of him that we got our first goal. Of course, it was. Um, you know, I, I know there's a lot being made of his background, and there's no reason why we can't see Asian footballers flourish. And a few uh, Premier League players have uh, highlighted that recently, especially mm. with the uh, Leicester have Hamza Chowdhury. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the, the yeah, yeah? So look, it's a it's a huge deal. Um, the guy is a phenomenal footballer. He never looks like he's going to give the ball away. His first touch is incredible. His first touch takes the pressure off his next pass. He just seems to find himself in, in yards of space, just with a simple first touch of the ball. It's mm. it's never overcomplicated. It's back into the space. It's to the left, to the right. It's never taken it into battle with the first touch. And he, he has the makings of a really good footballer, as do so many of them in there. Yeah, and, you know, he played alongside. It's Sometimes it can be a hindrance to some players, and sometimes it can be a help to some players to play. I'm reluctant to use the word. I nearly said he played in the shadow of, of Karen Chukmoika, but he certainly didn't tonight, and he carried that midfield for good portions mm. of it. But, you know, a much more vaulted Karen Chukmoika played alongside him tonight, obviously after making his debut for Aston Villa senior senior side, and there was a lot spoken about him being, you know, obviously Christian Perslow has said that he's the best 16-year-old in the country, and, and there was a lot made of him in the build-up. But, you know, that, that midfield duo kind of we even in our post game 
Last night, Paddy, we spoke about, yeah, do we need to bring in two midfielders? Do we need to bring in three <laughs> midfielders? Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's 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 a nice kind of situation to be in. And look, we know what not all of those players that won tonight are going to make the step up to senior football in the Premier League. It would be fantastic if it did. You know, if Aston Villa can turn into the next, uh, was it Zubeda for, for uh, Real Sociedad or La Mieza for, um, for Barcelona? That would be absolutely fantastic if that would happen. But um, the likelihood is that not all of those kids will make will make the senior squad. But, you know, looking at them, who's to say that we can't have 90% of them? You yeah. know, wouldn't that be absolutely fantastic? There, because there Man United actually, did it. Uh, yeah, they did with the class of 92. Yeah. There was an amazing, um, uh, we'll call it a, a vision that went up on the screen before the, the game. And I'd like to say... BT Sports, their coverage of the game tonight, I thought was excellent. Mm. They they were on an hour, a half an hour beforehand. They gave it the time and the respect that it deserved. And long after the game and long after people had left the stadium, they were still talking about it, which I thought it was great. So fair play to them for that. Um, I forgot what I was saying then. <laughs> I was saying that not everybody was going to... Not everyone's going to make it. Yeah, sorry. So they had, they had this um, basically a, a, a picture board of players in the last 10 years that have made it from that game into the first team squad of a Premier League and there must have been 20 players on it and it was, it was amazing shocking to watch Tammy Abraham being one of them mm-hmm. so uh, there's, there's no reason like we, we, we're we we've been talking and let's 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 just call a spade a spade we've been gushing about certain players in this squad obviously Carney that we mention all the time we've Louis Barry we've Brad Young who was Brad Young. In, the, in the last few weeks has become a, a little hero of mine because mm. I watched him tonight and I watched his movement off the ball and he just has he just he has so many qualities in there of of a world class uh, striker and it's it's a lot of that movement and stuff you can't teach people they have to do it naturally yeah he was absolutely incredible tonight and he, and it, and every time over the last few weeks I've seen him I thought he's been absolutely incredible um. We we've spoken about Kane Hayden Kessler so often, um, Lamar Bogard, Seb Rebin, you know the the list goes on and on. The yeah, that starting I, team today and putting Mosilla in there as well, um, and there was some somebody else we're missing out. Oh, the Ken Lindley, Aaron, Aaron Ramsey as well. Yeah, you mentioned oh, yeah. Lindley. We talked about the midfield, so the. I, I don't see any reason why four or five of these are not going to have a, a huge long career here. It, it m- might not be with Aston Villa because we can't fit them all in there. We've just got to pick and choose the right ones and perhaps we might make a few quid out of the rest. Yeah. When I was, I actually didn't even finish my, my train of thought when I was saying there that, you know, that not all of those will make, uh, will make our team in, in the Premier League. But mm. I wouldn't like to pick who doesn't. Based on tonight's performance, no, I really wouldn't because he, like there was times there tonight when I was looking, at it, I was going, "We don't need to buy another left back." Seb Brevin is up and down the field, like you know, he was yeah. he was playing some some serious stuff. Seb Brevin was brilliant up and down that left wing, really comfortable. The the understanding between himself and Louis Barry was Grealish target esque in there. You know, you can see mm. Mark Harrison and Sean Verity both have said throughout the whole lot of this campaign that they want this team, they want the underage teams to play the same system as the senior team. And by yeah. God, we saw it in the first half tonight. We were immense the way we went forward. Um, even on the other side, Kane Hayden Kessler, of course, spends a lot of time in the opposition's box. He's uh, The commentator <laughs> at one stage said that he was like a right winger and 
potentially yeah. I see I think that that's where we might see him play at senior football that's because it. I've, I've said that all along he he's just it. he's like he's like uh and and you know what as, as he gets older and starts to calm down a little bit you can drum that into him that you know he's he's going to stick with position it does frighten me a little bit when he pops up in the box but like he scored a load of goals this season mm-hmm. he's well able to he's well able yep. to put the ball away as well so maybe we haven't found the right position for him just yet but like he's yeah. a leader out there he was a captain you could hear him um there's a lot of leaders in that team and especially mention for the goalkeeper Philip Marshall he dropped a couple of balls or, or the ball just kind of he let it hit him it's off him at one stage yeah but his distribution and his passing range is unbelievable. And, and Paddy, where does where was the distribution mostly? Who did he remind you of? What team did it remind you of? Where was the ball going? Like the senior squad. It was a nice intermediate mm. pass out onto the outer extremity of the pitch, out near the sideline, a la Emmy Martinez to someone like Traore or to El Ghazi. That's the way our senior team played. And he played a lot of those kickouts tonight. Didn't go along with it. Played the percentage piece. Yeah. And, and and then try and draw everybody to one side of the field. So if we keep the ball in play, we can immediately flush the ball across the field. Or we can flush it forward if we need to. Mm. I was blown I, away by that as well. I actually, and he's I actually ca- don't even I don't even remember him kicking the ball long at all. No. He, he, he obviously switched it out to the, to the wings and stuff. And a couple went astray. And that's only to yeah. be expected at that age. But like... Some some of the ball we played out from the back, you know, it was like watching Manchester City. So yeah. some of it a little bit risky, but you can see there's the makings of a really good footballer in there for a goalkeeper. I think that I think that it, it, we'd be doing him a disservice if we didn't say it. And when when we needed him, he came up trumps. He caught one underneath his crossbar directly from a corner in the very end. You know, they're the ones that when they go into that absolute zone of terror, the corridor of uncertainty Mm. in there, that a a young goalkeeper flaps at it. And before you know it, it's like, oh, no, the goalkeeper has knocked it into his own net. And could he be the villain? Uh, You know, and instead, what did he do? He caught it. And literally looked like a seasoned pro. He looked like Peter Schmeichel underneath his crossbar there. And it was one or two of them when he did that. He was pretty decent coming for corners. And maybe mm. that's something they worked on based on the fact that against West Brom, the first goal that they conceded was from a mix-up between himself and Sfinkles at a and corner. Sills Sfinkles yeah. Yeah. is one of the longest players I've ever seen in my <laughs> life as well. He just seems to be everywhere. He's like two strides and he, he covers the width of the field. But very good player. Really interested in him. Got a lot of blocks in tonight as well when the going got tough. You yeah. know, he's he's pretty mobile. And and Lamar Bogard is, Lamar Bogard is, this, is you know, obviously... You can't call him, you can't say that quietly. He's somebody that you would have very, very high hopes for considering the pedigree that he comes from. But, exactly. yeah. like, playing at center half there today, he <laughs> was, it was just, it was, it was effortless, able to yeah. play the ball. If, if memory, back if memory serves me correct, he played in the center midfield against Liverpool in the FA Cup. He did. With, with the sen- against the seniors. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a lot. Center midfielder. Exactly, it's a, it's a lot to live up to when when your uncle played for Barcelona, AC Milan, and Chelsea, and the Dutch well, national Did he team. play for Chelsea? <laughs> well, he was there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, like, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, fantastic. And, and he's just he's just looks so such a natural footballer, um, and you know the the list go, the list goes on and on. He like there's eleven players there that have potential, plus the two that we saw come off the bench. I thought were excellent, um. You know, what's, what, what's to say? 
what's to say, Bogard can't be that little breaker of a player in front of the back four for us in, for years to come. Who knows? Yeah, and he's very and that midfield that that defensive partnership, both only seventeen as well, you know, and maturity yeah. beyond their years. I know Swinkles, if I, if memory serves me right, I think he came from Vitesse Arnhem. Um, and he was very highly thought of getting in and around the senior squad there. If I remember rightly, there was something there, maybe the second squad as well. So the two of those guys have been cherry-picked. And we've even seen today, we paid two, we paid nearly a quarter of a million for a 16-year-old kid from from um, from Bristol from Bristol, Bristol Rovers. Yeah. And we signed a 13-year-old kid from Bristol Rovers that's supposed to be a superstar altogether as well. Yeah. Like, the, like but genuinely, you know, this is what big teams do you know i went down through the liverpool uh liverpool squad before the game today and i was saying oh this guy is german this guy is polish this guy is whatever i said that's really that's really you know they've put a lot of money into and um, mm-hmm. what used to be melwood i don't know where their uh where their training ground is now um but uh i was there that's interesting but then I, then when i was watching the game watching the villa game i went oh we signed charney carney chukwaka from um from Northampton, we signed the two boys from 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 the Dutch league, um, you know, and you're kind of going through it, and you're going, this is a team that has been well scouted, well trained, well brought through, and now we're reaping the rewards. And I'm going, everybody's talking about Liverpool's academy, everybody talks about Man City's academy, and the fact they pick kids from all over Europe. But well, wait a minute, we brought a fella called Mo Salah off the off the or Mo Silla off the bench. Mo Salah, that would have been so mad to bring off the bench, wouldn't it? <laughs> Mo Salah, we brought him off the bench, and he was um, born in Barcelona, and he was coming up through through some uh, through some of the uh, the Spanish uh, graduate programs there as well. He wasn't with a professional team when we signed him, but there was a clamor for his signature, and he chose Aston Villa. You know, this is a, this is great to see, and it's great to see the fruition come here. Hayden Lindley was signed from Man City. Um, if memory serves me right as yeah. well, you know. So there's there's bits and pieces here. After the game, you you bring those guys in, and Philip Marshall, I'm nearly certain as well, he was signed from another team too. Um, I think he only came in midway through this season or at the start of this season. I'm open to correction on that. Just remember somewhere along the line that he might have been one of the trialists on the on the so. team sheet yeah. at one stage. I'm I'm almost certain about that. But you couple all these guys with the likes of, um. With the likes of Recky, who's uh, who's a um, a local kid, well, you know, born in Wolverhampton, but local to the area, and yeah, then you've yeah. got Brad Young, who announced he's a Villa fan after the game today. <laughs> you know, which is fantastic to hear. And you've got guys like Kane Hayden Kessler. You've got Louis Barry, who's a Villa fan. So when you bring all that talent in, and uh, in from outside. And you just happen to have a nucleus of talent that's there that are supporters of the club, local kids. They have they bring that determination like Brad Young does, that that never say die attitude. That that I'm not I don't want to call it a workman like attitude because he's much more than that. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah. That in, that industry and and um because of his love for the club, that's a dangerous combination. And that is a very dangerous combination, and that's how a lot of um, a lot of players players get better is by um, is by having that mixture of of abilities. Number one, cultures that come in. When I mean by cultures, I mean footballing cultures from styles and and mm. stuff like that coming into a club, and then just having good players who absolutely adore being on being on the pitch in Villa Park because that's where they've always wanted to play since they came out of the womb. It's a dangerous combination for any any academy and any team that comes up against the, this academy. Because remember, 
this team were in, you know, they didn't really pull up trees in in uh, the the under eighteen in the league, league itself. Yeah, yeah. there's a reason they, for that. They, but they only won two of their last eight games. So I know it was a, a mismatch of a team yeah. and a lot of messing about with lineups and stuff like that. And that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, I think the, the cream rises to the top and it rise it rose to the the top today. Um, you know, I I think it's important what you say about the the homegrown players. I think throughout our time in the Premier League, we've always had homegrown players. I think it's important. I think they need to know the the fabric of of the club and and how it's made up. Be that Gabby, the Gardeners, whoever whoever it was that came through, regardless of whether they're Villa fans or not. You know, they they know that the the club means the world to a lot of people that they engage with every day. Um, if I remember correctly, there was a funny one with Brad Young. Um, he came on against Liverpool and his dad shared a picture as if his day couldn't get bad enough. His uh, his son made his debut for Villa. His dad was a Coventry City fan. <laughs> I must go back and try and find the post. It was actually really, really funny. <laughs> I think I remember that too. I think I remember something like that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he played brilliant. He played absolutely fantastic today, Brad yeah. Young. You know, he won the penalty, obviously, the second goal. We didn't even, actually, we barely even spoke about Reiki's first goal. Let's talk about that first and we'll get on to Brad Young afterwards. Mm. But that goal, that pass, that vision from Reiki as he gets to the line and he pulls it back to Cristiano. Who, Just incredible. Another guy we brought into the club, brought him in brought him in from Exeter, uh, playing central midfield for Exeter and, and had had a couple of starts for their senior squad. Yeah. We bring him in. And he plays in the NFA Youth Cup. Yeah, and he plays in the NFA Youth Cup final, you know. It's... <laughs> Yeah, you know, if you're it, gonna do it, the, do it right, like it's the playing without fear. Reiki just put in such amount of work to keep that ball in play. Yeah, turned and hit a raking pass, and when when he hit it, I went, "Oh no," because I thought he just pinged it that bit too hard. But what a touch from Brink saying, "What a touch!" And he just yeah. absolutely buried it in the bottom corner. You know, mm-hmm. fair play to him. It was a really, really incredible goal. And the whole move, if you go back and look through it, you know, look at it again, you know, that's that's what the playing with without fear is all about. It was just incredible to watch. And Liverpool were caught in the headlights early on. Absolutely. Like it's hard it's hard to believe eleven minutes in we were two 0 up and absolutely and, cruising. And I really wanted a third goal, but it just wasn't coming. We hit oh. the post twice, I think. I hit the woodwork twice, did we? Yeah, Definitely and there was yeah. like we had a lot of one on one chances, or not one on one chances, but a lot of a lot of pretty decent chances. Mm. You know, we played some scintillating football. Like Twitter was a gas tweet. Like everybody was talking about it. Anybody, if you follow anybody in the scouting world, they were like, "Oh my god, I've watched Aston Villa under 18s before, but I and I've watched them, you know, in in the cup games. They have played like this in fits and starts, but you know, this is the first time really that they've." That they've uh, come out and so against this type of opposition and really mm. blown them away to that to, to to that effect, you know, which was great to hear. Great to see other people saying that as well. But I think it kind of goes back as well, Paddy, to to the fact that um, you know, Ken Hagen Kessler only played two games in the league this year for in the under 18s league. Karen only played one game in the under 18s league. Mm. Ramsey only played two games. Louis Barry only played one game. Bogard played seven, Kessler or uh, Seb Revan played seven, all right. They're just a couple of guys that I picked out just there. 
Brad Young played a lot of games, scored a lot of goals. I think 16 games, to 13 goals or something like that is yeah. what he scored, a 14 goals. I think, but, I think it was funny that he said he got 16 goals, but his target was 27. 27, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 27, a nice round number there, 27, yeah. wasn't it? But it just goes to show that it they, they targeted this competition. They had to have targeted this competition. Mm-hmm. You know, there's it just makes, it makes so much sense. You look through... All the big, I don't want to disparage any of the guys who didn't get a game tonight, but the big guns played in the final, they played in the quarter final, they played in the semi final. You yeah. know, they played through the whole lot of this cup, of this cup run. They've played their big names in the cup, they've played for development purposes in the, in the, in the league, and then they've brought the guys that they thought could make the step up, up to the 23s, and subsequently on to, to the senior team with Kenny Chekmaka and, and Ken Aiden Gessler. Yeah. There is, so, like, there's hard there that that to me is unbelievably good to see. That is exactly you know that shows a thought process. That doesn't show that shows that they're that they're thinking about. They've been thinking about bringing these people through to the senior squad for some time now, probably all this year, probably since last year. They've been thinking about bringing some of these guys through. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they would have just kept them playing at their level, you know. But they've moved them up and down and they've moved them into the senior squad and they've had them training with the first team, whatever way you want to go about it. And that to me is fantastic. And Brad Young, we, I've, this might be the fourth time I've gone, I've, I've tried to talk about Brad Young and gone away on a tangent. <laughs> He's somebody I think could be making that step upwards. Now, um, even getting into the squad, you know, maybe we see him in a match day squad. Maybe, you know, we, we see more of him in, in preseason or whatever. As you mentioned, he did get on against, uh, against Liverpool too, but, Brad Jung's running today was just fantastic. He led the line on his own. He's never going to be a colossus in the air. I don't think. I don't think. But I don't care. Because you know. the, yeah, you I suppose you do. You never you <laughs> never know. But I don't care because the, the way he plays his positional sense is just incredible. It is. So you you look it. at the likes of Jamie Vardy, who's not a big monster of a of a player either, and that's why I'm referencing Jamie Vardy. He just creates that space for himself to get headers. Yeah. He doesn't score an awful lot of them, but when he does well, get the chance, he scores them. Well, I suppose what I was getting at there in my mind's eye, I was seeing him jumping with a centre half to try and flick a ball onto somebody running on past him. Yes. I don't think that's ever going to be his game, just no, like it's not really Ollie Watkins' game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, his movement is fantastic, the way he runs across defenders, the way he moves in that figure eight around the two centre halves. Who am I describing all year that does this? Sir Oliver Watkins, that he does exactly the same thing. It's freakish the way that the, the two teams play or the, the way that the, the similarities between how the setups are and the, and, and the tactics and so on you know maybe I'm just being absolutely biased of what I saw tonight but his run for the for the penalty was his run for the penalty was Watkins-esque his run for um, he, he made a lot of runs down the channels he was taking the ball you know either sides of either sides mm. of the center halves look I'm probably just caught up in the euphoria the whole thing but <laughs> I think I saw it anyway, and I've got it recorded. And if you think that I won't dissect the absolute arse out of that game over the next few days, especially the first half, I'd say if it was no VHS tape, I'd play it until it until everything's starting fuzzy. I think over the next few days, but um, he is rightfully so getting plaudits that would have at the start of the year only being being reserved for Louis Barry. And isn't that a testament that you go in, you spend about. I think it was something like three million or rising to three million or something like that for Louis Barry. And he's probably the fourth person we've spoken about in this team because 
as I say, it's a team that brought the best out of a lot of other players there mm. as well. And to give him his dues, it's it's not that we we forgetting about him or put putting him down no, to no, take no, an no, order. No. He's he, he's he's an incredible talent, and he's one for the future. hundred um, percent. He, he, he suffered with injuries and illness this year, but he's going to be one hell of a talent as well. His he, his his reading of the game is is colossal. He, you know, he he has the potential there, to, and I, I hope he brings it forward and 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 makes a, a decent career out of it because there's no I doubt that he has the, the ability and the strength and it's just about the strength of character now for these guys to push on um the like the likes of Brad Young the likes of himself it's just surround yourself with good people keep yourself focused and and push yourself on to the next level absolutely absolutely i think that Millie Ednek is going to have an interesting summer fending and maybe fending off loan offers for some of those guys from mm. maybe championship clubs or maybe cherry picking loan offers for some of those guys. From well, I think, I think it's the latter. I think it is the latter. I think that's, that's the way we got to go. If, if they're, if they're good enough, they're old enough. And yeah, yeah. if they're not going to be a part of the first team set up, cherry pick those, uh, those, um, loan deals mm. like we did for Jack Grealish seven, six, seven years ago, whatever it was to Notts County. Um, there's a couple of those players that potentially could go on loan at a higher level. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. But uh, in my view, it's not, it's not too distant future. We'll see, we'll see them in the, in the first team squad, as we've already seen. I think, I think we've got to make a, a name for ourselves as being that club that brings through these players if they're good enough. And that will encourage young players to come and play for Villa. And that's what our academy is all about. And this is, you can't underestimate how big of an occasion this is. This is the one under 18 game of the season that gets televised. I know they played the semi final this year, probably because of COVID and everything else. But, mm-hmm. you know, I remember in the 90s going to, to youth, youth games when I used to go to Birmingham for a few days and. I'd take in a, a reserve Pontins League game and I'd take in a, a youth <laughs> game because it was just Villa nuts when, and I'd know other, uh, no, nobody to answer to and no children to look after and all that kind of thing. So I used to do all those things and, you know, going to a match on a Tuesday night between Villa and Cambridge United <laughs> in the Pontins League. So, you know, there's, uh, there, was a, there's, there was a lot of people used to go to the matches in them days. It's probably died off a little bit now because you know they're going to be played at body more heat and whatever but you know it's it's great it's great it's a great show piece as i said bt sports made a great show over they, they didn't spare any minute of time with them they were incredible and and they deserved it they deserved every minute of coverage that they got for getting to where they were today mm. and and obviously to go along and lift the trophy in the end yeah and that actually do you know what we we spent half time you know, we were, I was. It's one of the first times in a long time I've listened to commentary in a game, and I haven't after five minutes gone. Who the fuck is that called commentator? I need to find out who he is because I hate him. <laughs> we were two of us for half time going. Who's the co-commentator? Oh yeah, and then we we actually did a bit of detective work because <laughs> we, this is kind of something. Just give you an insight into Paddy and myself. Paddy referenced something he said. He, he said he played with George Best in 1983. So then the detective work started from there. Not We didn't just Google who is co-commentating tonight on BT Sports. We got that. We we found out that 
that he played with with George Best for Bournemouth. So then we <laughs> narrowed it down to the George, in fact George Best played five games in 1983. and then we searched the annals of history to find out who was on the, the Bournemouth team in nineteen eighty three, and through a process of elimination, came up with uh, Nigel Spackman. And then as, and then after that, we googled does Nigel Spackman work for PT Sports <laughs> <laughs> to validate what it was. So that passed away half time anyway. Yeah, good old innocent fun to pass away half time, but yeah. um. But no, but they they did a great job, and you know what, Paddy, I'm like I like how tasteful it was because, you know, the temptation would be there to, to 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 I suppose big up an academy like like Liverpool's. You know, if that was if that was Liverpool Villa in a in an FA Cup final at senior level, it, it, you know the I'm afraid to say it, but it would be a case whereby the coverage might be. 70, 70% towards Liverpool and what they've done over the course of the last few years in Jurgen Klopp. Of course it would. And 30% Aston Villa, you know, and it would be a case of, well, I didn't have an Aston Villa done very well to be here. And that's not having like a victim synd- syndrome or anything like that. But what I loved what they did here was it was equal coverage because they gave the kids their due. And, you know, they were very, it, it, it's a case whereby you might be the best, the, the best child athlete in the world playing football. But you might never get to another FA Youth Cup final again because age won't be on, on your side. You have a very exactly. limited window, so it's very important to give them all their credit, all their due, and and to to make make a spectacle out of it and make it as you know as as coherent a, uh, um, a build up commentary and and and, and a post game as possible because uh, that that will be the highlight for some of those players. That will be the highlight of their careers. And um, we hope it isn't for the Aston Villa players, but they, they go on to do much, much better things with the senior team. But um, fair play to BT Sports. We've sat here an awful lot over the time of our podcast and given out about commentators, but fair play to them. You know, Jews words Jew. And mm-hmm. that, that, is, um, that, that is amazing. Um, anything else, Paddy, that we want to go through before we wrap this? Uh, what we said would be a 10-minute review up. <laughs> it's already a half an hour. Mm. Um I really enjoyed about the uh, the celebrations when they all disappeared down the tunnel to get. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> and it's just a sign of the times that you you you're you're getting those memories with your friends kicking a ball around. Seventeen years old, they should and have all incredible. been allowed running. Yeah. yeah, we were sitting there watching the obviously the the trophy presentation and the whole lot, and they're all out with their phones. And my fifteen year old is sitting beside me on his phone, looking at these players live. On their phones, on, yeah. on their phones, you know, yeah. it's just amazing uh, the way technology has gone and the way the mindset has gone, um, <clears throat> and it, they'll be incredible memories to have. I'm sure they'll be taking loads of pictures. There's some really good pictures on the Villa Twitter page of of yeah. players as well. So get on there and have a look at them. But above all else, I'm immensely proud of that group, and you know they they deserve all the credit that they they they're getting because it's a huge achievement it's not it's it's one of the most prestigious trophies probably behind the premier league and the actual fa cup i would imagine that comes toward they will cherish those medals forever um i'm sure that the class of 2001 will tell you or 2002 will tell you exactly the same thing they know exactly where those medals are because they 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 lived off that for many years and the same goes for uh I remember reading David Beckham talking about him in an FA Cup medal that he had as well, and it was the most important one in his box. So, uh, you know, I hope they enjoy it and cherish it and 
Uh, don't do anything stupid tonight. Don't be going getting drunk or anything. Look after I'd each say other. It's too, I'd say it's too late for that, Paddy. Brad Jung, Brad Jung let, the, let the cat out of the bag uh, in way, his interview. He left I'm the sure, cat out of the bag sure. in his interview. He said, we're all going out tonight. Yeah, <laughs> they're sure willing to. They've got something private lined up. And, yeah. You know, yeah. they look at, I, said the, the, I said earlier, and I'll say it again, the most important thing at that age is direction and keep keep focused yeah. and heading in that direction and not, not let this, you know, overtake your life and... and yeah. And you know the the portion on you need to do is not the socialising; it's it's the hard work now of getting into mm-hmm. the first team. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, just on that, you mentioned about medals. I remember, can't remember what sports star said it. I think it could have been an Irish GAA star called Kieran Donaghy, and he said that the first All Ireland medal he ever won was his best one because he looked he had to look at it for a couple of years, and it always reminded him that one medal doesn't make a collection. And I remember he said that, and I know it sounds fair corny, but I remember it's one of those ones, I was only young at the time, It's it burnt into the back of my brain. And uh, I never got a collection myself, but, uh, you know, it was it, it makes sense, you know, that if you're driven and you only ever see yourself with one medal, and you really, really, if you really are driven, you want to have a couple to make a collection, you know. So uh, yeah. that would be, they're my parting words, my old uh, curmudgeonary pat parting words to the team tonight go in enjoy yourselves and look at that medal and re- and make it a collection over the course of the next 20 years with Aston Villa absolutely and apologies for my whispering tonight I'm trying not to wake up the rest of the house but uh, <laughs> there you go. not my Last... usual jovial self I'm, I rest assured I'm really really happy with the result yeah. tonight I'm the same I'm, I'm, I'm the same but I'm a small bit more uh, I'm, I'll be giving out to for, <laughs> for not keeping my voice down um, just before we leave I want to say an absolute wholehearted you know congratulations as well to a forgotten man there as well 20 years with the club i think they mentioned today sean verity you know been bringing kids through left right and center you know with the club at different mm-hmm. areas and different different age groups lee bramley there as well he's assistant it's great mm-hmm. to see you know I, I know it was a very americanized thing but ken hagen kessler and somebody else went over and picked up the the box that was carrying that had all the ice and the ice water mm-hmm. in it for the bottles and they tipped it over him and you know, let, I, I I actually really enjoyed that as well because sometimes you can forget that there are only kids that are only 16, 17, 18. And the fact, as you mentioned, that they ran down the tunnel to get their phones. They did exactly. something like that. Yeah. That they ran around the field squirting Lucas at each other. You know, <laughs> it's that's that's you don't want to sanitize that from their livelihoods or from the game either because at the end of the day, that's what makes them who they are at this moment yeah. in time, you know, and they got they got to appreciate that too. We give a special mention to the Liverpool manager as well, who I thought was really, really humble in in his um in his interview after the game. And I think that's important when you're dealing with kids of that age. So uh, you know, I think they all showed their class tonight and you know they're a credit to their clubs. Absolutely, absolutely. So thank you very much, Aston Villa under 18s team, for giving us so much joy this season, especially through the cup, uh through the cup campaign. You have done the club proud. You have done something that the club has only ever done three times previous to tonight. So we thank you here on the For the Love of Pomegranate podcast for um, really, really, really adding to our lifted spirits after uh, a pretty decent end to, end to the season, well, the last two games of the season with our senior team. I'm going into this offseason with a massive amount of hope, joy, almost expectancy, excitement you name it but i'm not you know what i'm not going into it with any regret any any um any downward thoughts 
And that's because of this unrating Stephen the way they've left me feeling tonight. You can only think positive from it. And you know, I'm 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 it's 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 gonna make for an, a compelling next year or two to see where these guys go. And as we know, some of them have already made the breakthrough into the senior squad, and long may that continue uh from where we are at this moment in time. So thanks very much, everybody, for listening. It is well after midnight here tonight. And as I say, it's it, we just had to come on and commemorate this because it's just been a fantastic afternoon, uh, not just for the guys in the field, for us as well. You know, it's made two, two, um, two fans here in Ireland very, very happy, and and many, many more across the, or, around the world. So you can get Paddy on at Villa Paddy, catch me on at Love McGrath Pod. It's the last bit of action we'll see from Aston Villa Football Club on on an actual football field. I'm sure there's going to be lots of uh, action in transfer windows and the back back pages of tabloid newspapers with regards to links and so on. I hope that's all that's in the back pages of the tabloid newspapers over the course <laughs> of the summer. Uh, but we will be back with lots and lots of little uh, little pieces over the course of the next few weeks. But um, what a way to end our playing season for 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 the Aston Villa men's team this this year. And I suppose, guys, all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.